Hey, thanks once again for checking out the podcast, Lou and Al for breakfast, otherwise known as the possible lawyer and possible fighter pilot for breakfast <laughs> on the Borders 105.7 Triple M. Because uh, we got into earlier this week, Lou, uh, what did you want to be when you grew up and how close did you get? Yes, exactly. And it, it's something you don't think about it often. No. But when you do, it kind of brings a bit of a smile to your face, doesn't it? Like thinking about what you thought when you were a kid. Well, I wanted to be a jet pilot and having watched Top Gun Maverick this year, <laughs> I still really want to be a jet pilot. It'd be fun, wouldn't it? Oh, just, I just have a it. bit of a blurt around in one of those things. Not a combat mission per se. You don't se. think you'd get sick? See, I've been in a fighter jet and gone, like had um, G-forces on me. Oh, I'd and, pass out in a heartbeat. That's and fine. And flown inverted and just, yep. oh, I just threw up everywhere. It was hideous. Oh, look, as long as I've got a backup pilot. That's, <laughs> well, I wasn't flying the plane, luckily, at the time, but the pilot was very concerned that I might actually vom in his plane. So oh. he gave me the sick bag pretty quick smart, let me tell you. That's a very clever <laughs> pilot, that one. Uh, so no aspiration still to be a lawyer at this stage? No, nah, I think I've left my run a little bit late. <laughs> just a smidge. No, oh, I'm sure you could go back to law school. No. You know, just do, just do law school night version while you're doing this show in the morning. I can't see anything. Can you imagine? Horribly wrong at all yeah. with that stupid idea. Anyway, welcome to the highlights of this week. It's been another big show for us or another big week of shows. So let's get into some of the stuff you might have missed. Is this okay weather for walking a pony down High Street, Rodonga? Look, I think um, it probably is because um, the lady that was walking the pony was wearing high-vis. So, so I she think, can be seen in the forum. Yeah, yep. I think it's all good. Um, so in case you didn't hear, a couple of days ago I saw a, a woman walking a mini pony <laughs> down High Street. Yeah. She crossed the road at the pedestrian crossing with yep. said pony and um, and then <laughs> walked it up High Street, which I absolutely love. Like, I just love it. And we were very curious to find out, you know, if we could find out who it was or... Where anyway. they were going. So uh, we, we, I popped a picture up on our Facebook page, Triple M The Border, and we have found out whose mini pony it is. It belongs to um, Renee. It belongs to Renee. So go you, Renee, walking your pony down High Street, I think. And she said... The reason she walks it is because to get it used to people and that sort of thing as well, which is fantastic because, you you know, if you've got a horse, you don't want it to shy away, especially if you're going to have little ones riding it. So of course, yeah. I'm assuming it's a mini pony. It might have been a Shetland. I'm not sure. It looked pretty little to me. But anyway. Either way, she said. Very cute. He's a little legend. Yeah, absolutely. He's a little legend. And could be popping around at a care home near you, which I think is even better. Oh, Imagine, imagine you just, uh, you know. The joy of a random oh, pony turning up. People would love it. I mean, all, all animals, you yep. know. If you're an animal lover, to see any kind of animal um, in an unexpected environment yep. is always lovely. So not only did that picture uh, amaze a lot of people, and we got a lot of feedback from this, uh, a few people actually got tagged in and said, see, see, there was a pony yeah. in High Street, Wodonga. Yeah, so, I wasn't lying. Yeah, that's right. So obviously I wasn't the only one that saw it. It was pretty busy in High Street yep. when I when I saw it. It was about, I reckon it was about 5.30 So lots of people would have seen this, seen this pony. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I just love it. But it's um, also it's also inspiring people to share their own what animals have you seen in the street kind of stories, which I think is absolutely amazing. Uh, Cheryl on the Facebook page has said, we've got a family in town that walks their ducks around. Yeah, which is gorgeous. And Blake has said, uh, come over to Lavi, the locals walk sheep. Now, I can <laughs> vouch for that, Blake, because when I was heading to Pet Focus one time uh, with my cat, yep. I saw someone walking dogs and a sheep. 
Ilavi. Yes. On a lead? Yes. They were walking their dogs and a sheep, which was absolutely oh, awesome. Again, great. I didn't get a chance to take a photo of that one because I was driving, but, yeah, yep. I, I blew my mind. Um, I love David's comment, though. Are you sure that she wasn't the Australia Post mail delivery? Oh, come on. Come on, mate. They're not that slow. Fair call, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, look, some fantastic comments on there. Um, if you want to add yours, please do. Triple M the border and check out the pony. Shout out to James, uh, who let us know this guy in Wangaratta that walks a pig in the street. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, there was a, a controversy a few years ago because he was asked not to walk his pig in the street. And I'm like, why not? Pigs are beautiful animals, very clean yeah. and really smart. What smart was the as issue? dogs. I don't know. Okay. The council wasn't happy with him walking his pig at some was stage, it a, I think. unregistered pig? Maybe that's what it was about. Oh, that's a good point. Do you have to register your pony you register? if you're going to walk it down the street? Sorry, Renee. Sorry to bring up no, 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 no. Don't put the balls on it. But I just love it. So if you do, uh, if you do see Renee walking her pony, give her a shout out. Yeah, that's great. This is Triple M News <laughs> next. Lou, it's time to catch up with, uh, we'll find out how things are faring for Caravan at the moment. Absolutely. Jackie Partington is one of the directors of Caravan and uh, we've had a lot to do with Caravan lately because they do such an amazing job. Jackie, but there's still more that can be done. How are you going? There sure is. Good morning, Lou. Good morning, Al. Yeah, so we, um, obviously the whole uh, getting a van uh, from Rob Godson from Zypex. <laughs> Wasn't that a huge turn of events? Amazing. <laughs> We're still picking our chin up off the floor. With that yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So the van is covered, which is just sensational. But that's just one part of what you guys do. Um, and last time we spoke to you, you mentioned how difficult it is for a lot of families on the border just to put food staples on the table at the moment. Oh, look, absolutely. There's lots of people in our community where their cupboards are bare. They're living from day to day and uh, sending kids off to school without lunches or not being able to yeah, have a decent meal at night time. So how can we help with that, Jackie? Look, um, we would love any non-perishable food items. We've got a kids cooking and caring program where we, we take um, pantry staples out to schools and they cook up a lovely meal um, for us to take out of an evening, a warm meal. So... Oof. We've got some big bins down at um, our depot. If you contact us via our Facebook page or our website, we can drop one off, particularly to a workplace, where you might like to collect things like pasta, rices, uh, tin tomatoes, sauces, um, any non-perishable food items that could either go into making some of these um, beautiful meals, but also some pantry staples that we could leave behind with some families that are really struggling. Now, Jackie, I'm guessing things like uh, tins of soup round about this time of year would definitely uh, be well received by the people across the border. Oh, absolutely. It, it makes a significant difference to someone's day um, when we can deliver something like that to them. And also on behalf of our community, it gives them a real sense of um, belonging and that somebody cares about them. Jackie, now you mentioned that, that it's happening to a lot of families and that to me is just shocking that, you know, we think that we live in a pretty, um, not affluent, but reasonably, you know, um, well, reasonably affluent community here on the border where people, most people um, have jobs and, you know, can take care of their families. What what kind of um, percentage of people are you seeing now that previously had none of these kind of problems that are really struggling? Oh, Lou, we're seeing a significant rise in, in the number, but also the type of um, clientele that are contacting us now. So some of our clients have actually they've got jobs, 
but they are really struggling just to pay the rent wow. or just to pay, um, you know, the fuel costs to get their kids to something or um, they're really going without um, some of the, our basic human needs, I guess, just to put a roof over their heads or to keep themselves warm. So um, food is, you know, it's got more expensive, but it's also the basics of becoming a luxury for a lot of our families. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's so you... I mean, we all think, oh, when we go and fill up the car, geez, that's a pain. It's, you know, 20 or $30 more expensive. But that's for right. people who budget really, um, you to know, down dollar. to the last dollar, yep. it's a, it's yeah. a massive difference. And in some cases, as you said, they're just not able to do it. So this is a really little way for those of us that are doing okay to be able to help out. Oh, look, it's, you know, it feels really good to be able to give to somebody else and to make a difference in someone else's life. Um, it, feel the impact that it has on your life in that giving, I think, is significant too. But um, if you can see the smile on the person's face or the difference that it makes to their family, um, you know, it's really heartwarming and it's it's very welcomed by the people that we see. Now, Jackie, if we want to, uh, if we've got a whole collection of non-perishable food, good to go, or we want to organise a bit of a workplace drive to do this, what's the best way to get that food to Caravan? Well, we will come and collect it from you in our van. So you just contact us via caravan.com.au, via our website or our Facebook page. Uh, we can drop a bin off to you for your collection, or if you've got one, that's fine. Then we can come and collect the goods for you from you and um, they'll go into hampers that we make up on a daily basis. So while we might give a warm meal, we might leave some, um, you know, some long-life milk in someone's pantry or oh, wow. um, something that's that's non-perishable that they'll be able to use on those days that they just can't make ends meet. Yep. Yeah, fantastic. Jackie Partington from Caravan, thank you so much. Thanks, Lou. Thanks, Al. Have a great day. As we check out how many jobs you've been through, how many job changes... Uh, obviously, if you've been in the same department for 22 years and you've changed offices, that's not really much of a job change. No, no, no. We're talking more about, like, guess, career changes, you know, different types of jobs that you've done. Yep. So I've had a fair variety of different jobs. We found out. Years. You've had yeah. you, everything from makeup to hairdressing. Yeah, to, to tape teacher. To rent a car, Hertz rent a car back in the day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, the workers' comp board as a clerk, a claims clerk. Just on the rent-a-car thing, were you the one that did the car inspections when the cars came back yep. and made sure that no one drove it into a ditch? Yeah, all of that stuff. We had to do all of that. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny. Like, I, uh, as far as customer service jobs go, I enjoy interacting with people. I don't know why I didn't like it. I have a feeling... Okay. Just like in my deep, dark recesses of my memory, because I've almost blocked out that period of time in my life... <laughs> You've moved um, on. It was because uh, the manager was really horrid. Ah, okay. Uh, she yep. was awful. She was bad. Um, I don't remember her name. Probably I don't Karen. even remember what she looked like, but I just remember that she was horrid. There you go. And that I dreaded going to work every day. And that's a good reason to change careers too, because yeah. sometimes you get those really noxious people that you work with and you think, oh, I can't wait to see the back of you. Yeah, this was, I mean, this was in Brisbane back oh, so many years ago. But yeah, it's interesting how um, that will kind of shape the way you feel about a particular job, the people that you work with. Because it could be a job that's, you know, a fairly repetitive job or whatever. But if you work with great people, yeah, you really enjoy it's it. It's worth it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to Nairi on Facebook, Triple M oh, The Border. This is the best. Currently on my 24th job. <laughs> Nairi, I thought I'd had a few different jobs. Uh, started my first <laughs> job at 18, now 48. 24? That's over 30 years. Yeah. That's pretty good. Oh, shir- shortest employment, two weeks. 
well, got a better offer elsewhere. I can I can understand that. Longest is seven years. Wow. I've also had four years off looking after my babies. Still the lookout for my dream job. Well, yeah. hopefully it's lucky number 25. Yeah, Nairi. I mean, it's never too late, is it, to no. find your dream job? I don't think it is anyway. And these days with all the awesome TAFE courses and things that you can do or going back to uni or whatever. Yep. The world's your oyster. The opportunity's out there. Yes, yeah, Absolutely. Is. Uh, Brett said, to answer that, I will need the phone book. Worked as a labour hire for 17 years, which meant he had many, many, many different oh, jobs. Yeah. Donna's had 11. Uh, sorry, Scott's had 11. Yep. Donna's had six. Oh, Linelda's had nine. Nine jobs. And Deb's only had one. One. One long I job. Wonder, that might be a lot of people that have only just had one, literally one job. Well, I that's mean, it. you've really only had one job. Technically, like I had a lot of side jobs when I was putting myself through uni and TAFE, and but that would be working at a news agency yeah, or yeah. you know those kinds of jobs. Uh, a little bit of factory work, but that would be two or three days a week in between courses. So I'm not really counting that. That just certainly wasn't an official career, but the radio thing from 2000 onwards. Yeah, can I just um, shout out to Greg, because this is the best. <laughs> so you posted up on our Facebook page, Triple M The Border, you posted up a photo of The Rock, yeah. who obviously famously went from being a wrestler to being an actor. Yes. Um, and and then Greg commented and said he, he's had seven but but one that got him really close to the rock. His wife, um, he and his wife did the pyro for the WWE when they were in Melbourne. And there now, is a picture. Now, this has got to be a few years ago because I'm looking at the rock in this picture of um, <laughs> Greg's wife with the rock. And that's the young rock. Because like, yeah, that, he's still got dark he, hair. He's half the size of The Rock now. Look yeah, at yeah. And he's, and he's got his <laughs> WWE belt yep. flung over his shoulder. So, yeah, have a look on our Facebook page, Triple M The Border. Just, that is that's amazing. awesome. What a great story. Okay, that's it for the podcast today. We are back coming up Monday, and we've got one more week, Lou. You and I working together before we're going to take a bit of a break. Yes. Well, we're, doing, it's, we're taking a break. It yeah. sounds like we're in a relationship. We're taking a break. Uh, kids, got to tell a... you that mum and dad just need a little bit of time yeah, away from each other. Yeah, we're not taking a break. Uh, but we are, <laughs> we are both going to be on holidays. Um, I'm going to jet off overseas. And what are you doing? Nothing. Oh, how nice. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Now, I've got a, a small list ever growing of projects that I need to do when I have time in my hands. And with the time off, unfortunately, I will have time in my hands and I'll have to do them. Yeah, you will. Well, I'm doing my charity walk for ovarian cancer, so I'm very excited. So you're using your holidays for good? Kind of. I'm yeah. just sleeping. Two but years <laughs> in the making it's been. Yeah, but sleeping's also good. I need it. It's been a few early starts, as you can appreciate for this show. But anyway, that's a week away. We are back Monday. All the usual fun. Chance at $1,000 with the free money minute and so much more. We'll chat to you then here at Triple M. <laughs>